Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening to this. Uh, my name is Steve Dern. I'm one of our reoccurring hosts here on the Victory Point podcast. I'm uh, week number four, so I guess I'm the fourth um, host. Uh, I don't know if that's ranking. Matt put me fourth because whatever. But uh, anyways, um, I want us the, the last week of every month, and I'm excited today uh, because we have two ho hosts with us, uh, two guest hosts. And so uh, I'm just going to give them a chance to introduce themselves a little bit. So we'll start to my left. Ladies first. Stacey, can you just introduce, and if you want to introduce Kevin too, whatever you guys want. But just tell us a little bit about us, so about yourself, so that uh, people listening get to know you. Hi, I'm Stacy Christians, I'm married to Kevin Christians, and we have two sons, Carson, who's six, and Cooper, who just turned two. Um, I work at Jenison Christian School, director of the daycare there been there for a very long time. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am Kevin, married to Stacy, who just introduced me. Uh, yeah, been uh, coming to Victory Point for uh, 11 years now, eight years, nine years. Okay. 2011 is when 2011. I started coming. Okay. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that, whatever and, this year minus that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. A long um, time. Yeah, yeah. a while. Yep. Longer than us. So, you know, you guys are the, you're the experts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Expert is a, is a far cry. I, think. <laughs> uh, I work at Dykstra's Auto. I am a district manager for all of the West Michigan locations. That's a new role for me, which I'm very excited about, but still very much in the learning process of. So. Well, thank you both for being willing to be with us. I, I like when I have two guests because then I can kind of sit back and just facilitate. <laughs> I don't have to share as much. Um, but what we like to do on the first day is uh, do a bonus get to know you question. Um, just a little bit of like out of the blue, random question uh, to get to know you guys a little bit better. So here's the question for this week. If you could go back in time and change one thing, what would it be? And both of you could answer or one of you. But if you could go back in time and change one thing, what would it be? Why? I don't know. About our personal life? Or about, about anything. About I mean, anything. Historically, oh. personal could be, you know, epic proportions. Or it could be a small thing. Yeah. Boy, you didn't tell us we were going to get questions like yeah, this. That, that did. Oh, I, I got it. Well, good. This is even more off the cuff. Oh, tell you what, I'll, let you have I'll share mine first. Yeah, okay. please yeah. do. Yeah. And those, this will show you how insignificant I'm asking. So, um, I was in um, musicals back in high school, and my senior year, um, you know, normally I would be like a backup, like a lesser character. And um, we had auditions as my senior year. I thought, okay, I could audition for the, the lead role. Uh, but for some reason, I told the director, I no, don't, I don't want to audition for the lead role. I'll be like the main villain or whatever, so a smaller part. And so that's what I auditioned for. I got that. But to this day, I regret that because if I had auditioned for the, maybe I would have been the star of the show yeah. instead of the evil villain person. So <laughs> I was like, well, what would have happened if? How would my life been different? If I said, no, I want to audition for little Abner. So uh, anyway, so I go back in time. I tell my senior self, hey, I don't know if I would have gotten it. But, you know, I, I cut myself, you know, that chance off. So that's what I would do. I'd change that one thing. Go ahead, Kev. I'm up. All right. Uh, I, so I guess I would probably just give some advice to uh, a younger version of myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that uh, there's there's more to life than uh, a career. And mm -hmm. uh, spending time with family, which I 
didn't often do because of the career choice I had uh, yeah. younger uh, in the hotel industry. For those of you that don't know, uh, I didn't spend a lot of time at home. And I I think I missed some pretty, what could have been some pretty awesome family moments. But Stacy was very, very good at holding down the fort for us. And uh, I, I'm now in a job where I can be a part of that family. So just advice for younger Kevin. <laughs> um, I probably would have switched what college I went to right oh, after. Really? Okay. I went to Baker in Muskegon and I drove there all through the winter and it was awful. And I ended up switching my majors and switching schools to Grand Rapids Community College. So I would have just switched right away instead of going to Baker for right. a little while. So good. Yeah. Well, now I feel like maybe I should think of something more <laughs> <laughs> high school. But anyways, no, that's good. Well, thank you for sharing that. That gives our audience members a, a, a little more insight into who you guys are um, individually and as a couple. So, um, well, for those of you who are listening, if you're new to the podcast, um, what we do here at Victory Point, we have a daily uh, Bible reading plan where every day, well, Monday through Friday, um, we read the same passages as a con congregation. Hopefully, many of the people in the congregation do. Um, and this podcast supplements that. So, um, each day uh, we have uh, two or three people read the passage and then just talk about it for 15 minutes or so about what the Spirit's saying, maybe what we're hearing from the Scripture, maybe some lessons that we can put into practice um, in our own lives. And so that's what we do. Um, now, uh, as Kevin and Stacy mentioned, you know, they're not, uh, they don't go to the seminary. I didn't either. We're not biblical experts or scholars. Uh, we're just um, ordinary people. Uh, looking at the Bible, reading it, and just being open to what the Spirit leads. So we might have all the right answers uh, this week. We might have all the wrong answers, and that's okay. Um, we're just trying to um, share with you what we feel the Spirit is saying as we read this. So this week, um, or today specifically, we're going to read 2 Samuel 11, 26, um, verses tw and then chapter 12 through 13. Um, and we're kind of picking up where um, we left off last week, last week Monday, um, and with Rick and Tom. So the, the second half of the story, I won't ruin it. Um, for those of you who didn't read it, we'll, we'll, we'll let uh, it unfold when Kevin reads it. But um, So we're going to read 2 Samuel 11. Uh, Kevin, would you mind reading that for us? Sure. When Uriah's wife heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for him. After the time of mourning was over, David had her brought to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing David had done displeased the Lord. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb that he had bought. He raised it as it grew with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for the lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. 
This is what the Lord God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah. And if all of this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household, I am going to bring calamity on you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to the one who is close to you. And he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all of Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. All right. Thank you, Kevin. So um, if those of you, if you didn't uh, read last week's passage, it was a story of David and Bathsheba. Uh, where David saw Bathsheba, um, took her um, over to his room and um, had intercourse with her and, and then tried to um, cover it up by having Uriah come back to the war and end up having Uriah killed. So that's the first part of Samuel. Um, so Stacy, as you read that, maybe as you reflected on this part of the story, if you remember the, the first half of the story, what, what jumped out at you? What um, is speaking to you through this passage? Well, to me, I kind of noticed that it was weird that David didn't notice himself in the story of the rich man and what he had done. Like he had just done this whole thing and that, that story didn't sound familiar to him at all of what the sin of what he was talking about. Yeah. So you thought you, he probably should have recognized right away. Oh wait, he's talking about me. This is what I just did with Bathsheba and Uriah. Mm-hmm. But it kind of struck me that it's interesting that he didn't pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin, you what? The the thing that sticks out to me it, it starts with the word calamity, like mm-hmm. how descriptively harsh the punishment is going to be. Uh, and it even says your sin was private, but then God's words were, "I will bring." I will publicly bring disaster on your family and it will be made public. It just, not that I disagree with God's decision to bring this calamity. It just seems incredibly descriptive and in, yeah. in how it's, and how it's going to happen and, and how terrible it's going to be for David's family. So that makes me think why, why, why would God have such vast consequences, calamity, that's a big word, um, for David. Because um, that doesn't normally happen to other people when they sin. Uh, but, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not mm-hmm. was that as public. But maybe mm-hmm. so, as you think about it, what, why do you think God was so uh, obvious and so uh, public with the consequences for David? I wonder because David was handpicked by God to lead the country. I mean, he was anointed when he was young, like you, he had a special role for these people. And then he did very bad things in private when God sees it. So I don't know. He's not, he can't hide it from God. Yeah. Even though he tried. So now God's saying, I'm going to show everybody. Right. 
this is your punishment. So now everybody gets to see it, even though you tried to hide your sin from everyone else. Yeah. That's, I don't know. It's, no, it's interesting. <laughs> I just, I hadn't thought about that before until, you know, Kevin, you mentioned that. It's like, yeah, that is, it is a very public display. Maybe I think, well, you know, he is a very public figure. He's the leader of the nation. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe God was sending a message, like, you can't get away with things. You know, even though you're mm-hmm. the king, mm-hmm. um, I have set you apart, like you said, I've anointed you. And therefore, people know, need to know that, you know, you have to honor me as God. And mm-hmm. there are consequences, real, um, powerful consequences when you, when you don't. Um, uh, and you figure, well, you know, he mentions, well, no, actually, I'm, I'm thinking about tomorrow's uh, passage. We'll read it tomorrow. But, you know, the, the sin was against God, but it was awesome. I mean, Uriah died because of mm-hmm. it. And so part of it is like, God said, look, you killed Uriah. You know, there's nothing else can happen to him because he's already mm-hmm. dead. But these are pretty big things for you. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, you know, again, and thought about that. One thing that stood out to me as I read through this was, Although the story is about David and Bathsheba and the consequences, really, I, I, I focus in more on Nathan's role in this particular story. Um, a couple weeks ago, we read um, in the Bible reading plan um, where Nathan had to tell David, you can't build my temple, Solomon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, did a, I was thinking a little bit more about Nathan's role in this whole story. And so first, he tells David, you can't build the temple. Then this story, sorry, where he has to confront David about his sin against, uh, with Bathsheba and say, these are the consequences. He's not necessarily bringing good news to, to David <laughs> in either of the situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's one more story about David in First Kings where um, David's on his deathbed and two of his sons are fighting for who's going to become king. Um, and Nathan goes to Bathsheba, uh, who is the mother of Solomon, and says, hey, this other son is trying to take the throne away from Solomon, who do it. And so he's played an important role. Um, but in this particular story, um, he has a pretty tough job. God's calling him to say, look, go to the king, the man who can do whatever he wants with you, and basically tell tell him he's wrong, call him out. Um, and you know, he does that in a way that um, is not confrontational. I mean, I... I You talked to Stacey when we first started about um, how did David not see himself in the story. Um, And I think if Nathan had come up to David and said, look, David, I know what you did with Bathsheba and Uriah. You were wrong. David would get defensive. Yeah. Um, Where maybe this way telling him that the parable of the story allows David to see the sin in somebody else and then accept it more for himself. Um, Yeah. And I think oftentimes, you know, when we try to figure, well, what is, what does this mean for us today? Um, are, is God calling us to be able to confront somebody, speak truth and love, um, to say, look, whether you sinned or something else, there's something that's not right in your relationship with God. And so we might be called to, um, to have to have that those tough conversations. Mm-hmm. And we can learn from Nathan that maybe you go through it tactfully by saying, okay, telling a story uh, first to get the person to see, and then say, now, how does this impact you? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I've talked enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is harder to see our own sin. So that is a great way to explain it, to say it in a different way so they can understand before you have to call them out on what they've done. 
Uh, yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of um, courage on uh, Nathan's part to be yeah. able to do that. So. Yeah. Any, anything else as we um, sift through this story, anything else that you that jumps out to you? Any other takeaways, ways that maybe, okay, here's what we see in David and Nathan. How does that apply to us now in 2021? Any other things that you want to share? I, th- I think kind of going back to what you just said, Steve, about the the role that Nathan was playing in here. Yes, I think he is doing a good job at calling David out on, on some of the stuff that David was doing wrong. But I also think this passage says, you know, we, we have no reason to judge that person. Like mm. I don't, I never got a, a judgmental tone yeah. from Nathan in that he was just strictly the messenger from God that just said, Hey, this is, this is what you did. This is the punishment. You know, God is the one that passes judgment. I think for me, that just kind of says, you know, we've all got different backgrounds. We've all got different sins. Uh, we're all going to need forgiveness. So I, I don't yeah. think it has to be about whose sin was worse. It's all about, we need to help each other focus on how to better that relationship with God rather than, you know, trying to call other people out and, you know, have a tally of who sinned more or who sin was worse kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely um, to confront with a spirit of care and concern. You know, I think Nathan um, cared for, for David and, and so it wasn't through a kind of tone of condemnation like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I think hopefully David was better for it because of that. And so Nathan mm-hmm. had that tough conversation. David realized what he did. Um, and I think he's better because of that. So one interesting note is, um, you know, it must have, David must appreciate Nathan's role because I found out when I was doing this, looking into Nathan a little more that David and Bathsheba named their third son, Nathan. So, oh. so there was, <laughs> so, that's you know, cool. <laughs> yeah, so it, it must like, yeah, okay, you, you told me some harsh things, but I was yeah. like, you know, it, it was an important role in my life. Yeah. So, anyways, I thought that was a kind of a, a unique little thing. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, well, we're just about out of time. Actually, I'm looking at the clock and we're over time, oh. but that's okay. <laughs> um, no, I think Monday's off because we're doing a little more of the introduction yeah. piece. We <laughs> take a little bit longer. But, um, so I think um, as we wrap up this one, um, I think it's important for us to remember um, – you know, and this is for the listeners too, as you, as you go throughout the day, um, there might be times when God is calling you to be a Nathan in somebody's life, um, to speak the truth in love and to, um, give them a word from God. And if we can do it in a way that's not judgmental, like Kevin was saying, um, in a way that is a concern and and compassion for the person, um, in a way that's not going to get them to be defensive, it'd be a way that, you know, God can use you. So just be on the lookout um, for ways that God can use you to speak into the lives of others. So um, as we wrap up today, I just want to leave us with a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.